European House Journal Issue at a Glance, Volume 38, Issue 46, Focus Issue on Cardiomyopathies, by Editor-in-Chief Professor Thomas Lucia. Precision Medicine in the Management of Cardiomyopathies Cardiomyopathies are an important cause of heart failure. For years, they have been the Cinderella of cardiology, but in the last decade, marked progress has been made in understanding their causes, be it genetic, inflammatory, or toxic. Understanding the underlying causes is important for risk assessment and management. Furthermore, we learned to specifically use cardiac resynchronization therapy and implantable cardioverter defibrillators in this patient population. Indeed, the decision to implant an ICD in these often young individuals is particularly difficult given the anticipated lifespan and the relatively lower risk as compared to ischemic cardiomyopathies. Fibrosis has been suggested as a marker of risk for arrhythmias in atrial fibrillation, aortic stenosis, and in cardiomyopathies, and possibly in the population at large. In a timely fast track entitled Fibrosis as measured by the biomarker TIMP1 predicts mortality in age gene environment susceptibility, Reykjavik Ages Reykjavik study. Andrew E. Arai and colleagues from the National Institutes of Health in Bethesda, Maryland, USA, remind us that fibrosis is a key pathological process in many chronic inflammatory disease states. They hypothesized that biomarkers of fibrosis, such as tissue inhibitor metalloproteinase 1, or TIMP1, and matrix metalloproteinase 9, or MMP9, would predict all-cause mortality. In 5,511 participants in the AGES Reykjavik study, 10-year mortality was 41%. Of these, 17% died of cardiovascular disease, 10% due to cancer, and 14% from other causes, with age being the strongest predictor, followed by TIMP1, female gender, current smoker, diabetes mellitus, total cholesterol, estimated glomerular filtration rate, BMI, and high-sensitivity C-reactive protein. TIMP1 and high-sensitivity C-reactive protein had the highest continuous net reclassification improvement over the baseline model for 5-year and 10-year survival. The authors conclude that TIMP1 is the strongest predictor of all-cause mortality after age. The metabolic pathways regulating extracellular matrix homeostasis and fibrogenic processes appear pathologically relevant and are prognostically important. This manuscript is accompanied by an insightful editorial by Hugo A. Katus from the University Hospital in Heidelberg, Germany. In many cardiovascular diseases, including cardiomyopathies, gender differences exist. However, in hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, the issue is so far unclear. In their manuscript, women with hypertrophic cardiomyopathy have worse survival, Jeffrey B. Geska and colleagues from the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota, USA, sought to characterize gender differences in 3,673 adult patients 
of which 45% were female with hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. At the index visit, women were seven years older, had more symptoms, slightly more obstructive physiology, more mitral regurgitation, higher estimated pulmonary artery systolic pressure, worse cardiopulmonary exercise performance, and underwent rarely, but more frequently, alcohol septal ablation, but underwent myectomy with similar frequency as males. After more than 10 years of follow-up, survival was poorer in women compared to men. In multivariable modelling, female sex remained independently associated with mortality when adjusted for age, NYHA class, and cardiovascular comorbidities. Thus, women with hypertrophic cardiomyopathy present at more advanced age with more symptoms, worse cardiopulmonary exercise tolerance, and different hemodynamics than men. Gender is therefore an important determinant in the management of women with hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. Women may require more aggressive diagnostic and therapeutic approaches. These provocative findings are further discussed in an editorial by Perry Elliott from University College London in the UK. Sudden cardiac death is a major public health burden with many causes including ischemia, channelopathies, and inflammation, among others. Mitochondrial dysfunction has also been implicated in a wide range of diseases, including cardiomyopathy, heart failure, and arrhythmias, but its precise contribution to sudden cardiac death risk remains to be better characterized. In their article entitled Association Between Mitochondrial DNA, Copy Number, and Sudden Cardiac Death, Findings from the Atherosclerosis Risk in Communities Study, ARIC. Dan E. Arking and colleagues from the Johns Hopkins University in Baltimore, Maryland, USA, sought to examine the prospective association between mitochondrial DNA copy number, a surrogate marker of mitochondrial function, and sudden cardiac death in 11,093 participants of the ARIC study. During a median follow-up of 20 years, they observed 361 sudden cardiac death cases. After adjusting for age, race, sex, and centre, the hazard ratio for sudden cardiac death comparing the first to the fifth quintiles of mitochondrial DNA copy number was 2.24. When further adjusting for risk factors such as coronary artery disease, heart rate, QT interval, and QRS duration, the association remained significant. Spline regression models showed that the association was approximately linear over the range of mitochondrial DNA copy number, with no apparent interaction by race or gender. Thus, it appears that mitochondrial DNA copy number in peripheral blood is inversely associated with the risk of sudden cardiac death, and therefore is a novel risk factor of this fatal event. Hypertrophic cardiomyopathy exhibits genetic heterogeneity that is dominated by variation in eight sarcomeric genes. Genetic variation in a large number of non-sarcomeric genes has also been implicated in hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, but not formally assessed. In a final basic science manuscript, 
defining the genetic architecture of hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, reevaluating the role of non-sarcomeric genes, Roddy Walsh and colleagues from Imperial College London in the UK used very large case and control cohorts to determine the extent to which variation in non-sarcomeric genes contributes to hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. They sequenced known and putative hypertrophic cardiomyopathy genes in 800 subjects with hypertrophic cardiomyopathy and analysed data alongside the largest published series of clinically genotyped hypertrophic cardiomyopathy patients, encompassing 6,179 individuals and in 60,706 subjects from the Exome Aggregation Consortium as a reference population. They found no significant excess of rare protein-altering variants over controls for most genes tested and conclude that novel variants in these genes are rarely interpretable, even for genes with previous evidence of co-segregation, such as ACTN2. To provide an aid for variant interpretation, they integrated hypertrophic cardiomyopathy gene sequence data with aggregated pedigree and functional data, and suggest a means of assessing gene pathogenicity in hypertrophic cardiomyopathy using this evidence. They conclude that genetic variation in the majority of non-sarcomeric genes implicated in hypertrophic cardiomyopathy is not associated with the condition and reinforce that the sarcomeric gene variation is the primary cause of hypertrophic cardiomyopathy known to date and underscore that the etiology of hypertrophic cardiomyopathy is unknown in the majority of patients. These complex findings are put into clinical context in an editorial by Charlene M. Day from the University of Michigan Medical School in Ann Arbor, Michigan, USA. Left ventricular non-compaction cardiomyopathy is a rare but increasingly recognized cause of heart failure, arrhythmia, thromboembolism, and sudden cardiac death. In a basic science article entitled Clinical Genetics and Outcome of Left Ventricular Non-Compaction Cardiomyopathy, Benjamin Mieder and colleagues from the University of Heidelberg in Germany sought to dissect its genetic causes, phenotype presentation, and outcome. In their registry with median follow-up of 61 months, they analysed 95 left ventricular non-compaction patients by cardiac phenotyping, molecular biomarkers, and exome sequencing. Cardiovascular events were significantly more frequent in left ventricular non-compaction patients compared to an age-matched group of patients with non-ischemic dilated cardiomyopathy with a hazard ratio of 2.481. Stringent genetic classification, according to ACMG guidelines, revealed that TTN, LMNA, and MYBPC3 are the most prevalent disease genes. Indeed, 18% were carrying a pathogenic truncating TTN variant with an odds ratio of 40.7. Further, they also identified novel candidate genes as RBM20, wherein a novel variant, PR634L, in the RS domain, co-segregated with left ventricular non-compaction, leading to titan missplicing 
as revealed by RNA sequencing of heart tissue in mutation carriers, protein analysis, and functional splice reporter assays. Thus, the clinical course of symptomatic left ventricular non-compaction can be severe. The identified pathogenic variants and distribution of disease genes, such as a titan-related pathomechanism that is found in every fourth patient, should be considered in genetic counselling of patients. Of note, pathogenic variants in the nuclear proteins lamin A-C and RBM20 were associated with particularly worse outcome. The editors hope that this issue of the European Hearts Journal will find the interest of its readers.